0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here, Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you again on another fun podcast episode. Make sure you like and subscribe to this stuff. Give it a share with a friend. We really do appreciate it. Today, I actually bring on a past guest, Ed Casenberry. He jumps on to talk about an organization that he's with and a campaign that they're promoting to help, I guess, the public understand more about what structural engineers do. So he is part of the NCSEA, the National Council of Structural Engineers Associations. And we talk about what the NCSEA differences are between the other structural engineering associations that are out there, and the campaign that they have going on called WeSeeAboveAndBeyond.com. And this is a big campaign to help the public understand what structural engineers do and pull back the curtain on the stuff that we normally see that's out there in the world but don't understand how it works. And so, this campaign is to help raise awareness, to help get new people into the channels of understanding structural engineering and hopefully going to school to become structural engineers. And that's what the campaign is all about. We see aboveandbeyond.com. Again, this is Ed, he's a past guest and he is the president of the NCSEA and uh, really enjoy talking about this episode or this campaign with him. I also bring my brother Mark on with me as we throw questions at Ed and uh, have a good conversation about this campaign and how you can play a bigger part in helping raise awareness for other people to become structural engineers and what we do as civil engineers in general. I think it's a great campaign that other disciplines should be doing as well, but this is specifically for structural engineers. But anyway, that's what everything is in a nutshell. Sorry for the long intro. It's just a fun one. So Ed Kaysenberry is on again, talking about this good stuff for WeSeeAboveAndBeyond.com. And and we hope to help promote that mission as well. So come join us. It's coming up right after this with Ed, as we talk about the NCSEA. And it's a fun program to help people raise awareness on this stuff. So it's coming up right after this. Guys, if you haven't already, I want to let you know about our awesome newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the Civil Engineering Academy newsletter, seriously, what's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Go check it out, though. You'll get all the latest episodes that we produce, blog articles, exams, discounts, course material. All this fun stuff is through our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up, go check it out. That's civilengineeringacademy.com newsletter. You'll be taken. Go sign up. And uh, you'll start getting our fun newsletters that we send out usually once a week. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter and go sign up. Hey, have you struggled to find time to actually read a book? I know I have. Life is busy, four kids, all of that jazz. It makes it really hard to actually sit down and read a book. So you know what I turned to? I turned to Audible and we have an affiliate with them. If you go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. You can jump on and find your favorite titles to go anywhere with you. Use that link. You'll get 30 days for free. You'll also get a couple of credits. And if you're already a Prime member, you'll get two credits, which is good for some premium selection titles that you can actually keep. But go check them out. I really have enjoyed Atomic Habits by James Clear, which gives you an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. They've got fun ones like Dune that are on there and tons of others. So if you're in the hunt to find time in your day to listen to books, definitely give them a shot. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And go get a free 30 day trial of Audible. Go check them out. All right. What is going on, Ed? Thanks for joining us for another podcast episode as a, a repeat customer. I appreciate you jumping back on and kind of talking about this initiative that we want to discuss today. So appreciate you you doing this again with me.
1: Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate the op- opportunity to talk about this stuff with you. Continue our conversation.
0: Exactly. And I've got my brother, Mark, on here too, because what we want to talk about today is the, the National Council of Structural Engineers Association's And maybe an overall umbrella of civil engineering as a whole, as to get the word out that to see beyond what people actually see out there and draw interest for people to jump into the civil engineering world. And specifically, we're talking about structural engineering, but, you know, this could apply to any discipline within civil engineering. So why don't we back up a little bit and why don't you tell us a little bit more about what the NCSEA does and what that is and your role with it.
1: Yeah, sure. NCSVA was established in 1993. So we're 30 years old this year, which is pretty exciting. And um, it started out as I guess, let me back up. At that time in 93, there were several states, larger states like uh, Illinois, Texas, California that had structural engineers associations. So they had associations started that were comprised of practicing structural engineers. And through that network of established structural engineering associations, there was a group of engineers that um, got together, I think it was in Denver in 93 or 92, and um, talked about you know the importance of having a national voice, how we can bring all these separate SEAs together into one body and have a national voice for the practicing structural engineer. It was really focused on that, on providing support, for the practicing engineer and as well as support for the profession as a whole. Through personal sacrifice, financial and uh, time-wise, these individuals formed this association in 93 and it has just kind of grown steadily from there. Started out kind of focused mainly on giving the practicing structural engineers a voice in the code development process. At the time, there were a lot of provisions being put in the building code related to structural engineering that were difficult for practitioners to work with. There's and that's been...
2: kind of crazy to think about because that, that doesn't even yeah. make any sense. Yeah. How can you go about making changes in the code without some kind of input from those practicing in the profession? So...
1: Right. The code development process is a very complicated thing rooted in years of history, right? And it's very much an evolutionary thing. But what having NCSEA established allowed the profession to do is to have a voice in that process, a stronger voice than they had previously. So it really started out as that for the first couple of years. But then since then, it's branched out into other aspects of advocacy for the profession and for the practicing engineer, all the way from trying to link with higher education institutions, to Promote good curriculum for education for structural engineers, building that pipeline of structural engineers for the profession. Attracting K through twelve students to the profession by building awareness and educating them about what it is that we do. To trying to build more equity and diversity in our profession through scholarship programs for underserved populations to pursue education in structural engineering. I mean, the list it's goes on. Like a so big initiative. Yeah, I think we have now we have something like 12 or 13 committees dealing with different aspects of the practice of structural engineering, Wow, uh, developing programs and initiatives that will kind of advance the cause.
0: So, Ed, why don't you tell us
1: what's your role now with NCSEA and how did you get there? I've always been a member of the state or Structural Engineers Association, whatever state I was practicing in. So I started out in California. Now it's Oregon. And I went up through leadership in Oregon. I was served as um, vice president and president of the state association. And then as part of that, every state association has what's called a delegate to the national, to NCSEA. And so it's kind of like the communication conduit between the state and the national association. I was, after my term as president of SEAO Oregon, I was um, asked to be the alternate delegate from Oregon. So there we had two delegates at the time, and, and that's how I got involved in NCSEA. I went to my first national conference as alternate delegate, and then soon after became the permanent delegate and uh, served in that role for two or three years. And then that progressed to uh, being asked to serve on the board. Well, actually, I joined some committees within NCSEA, and then I was asked to join the board. So I've served about Is seven there all years. volunteer? Spot? All volunteer, 100% volunteer. So I served on the board of directors for NCSEA for seven years. I'm currently the past president. I'm in my last two or three months of service on the board now, so I'll be retiring off the board here and at the end of March. That's kind of my story, how I got to where I was within the organization.
2: Hey, Ed, can you talk a little bit about NCSEA and their role in getting the, the Structure Magazine going? Because I consider that kind of an important publication. I've enjoyed, you know, obviously reading that over the years and um, getting perspectives from other professionals in the design industry. And um, can you explain how NCSEA was kind of the impetus behind that starting?
1: Yeah, again, that that came out of kind of the recognition that we need to have some sort of communication tool to communicate like the latest stuff that's going on in the industry across the nation so that we as a profession can elevate what we do. And so NCSEA Launch Structure Magazine was responsible for getting all of the initial financial support for the magazine, getting, you know, advertisement vendors to commit money, firms to commit money to the enterprise. And um, it started out, I think, as four issues per year. And as it grew in popularity and we could get more advertising income to support the publication, it's now a monthly publication. And it, we've also collaborate with SEI and CASE, which are two other professional associations servicing and supporting different aspects of structural engineering. And so it's kind of a collective effort. It's a separate entity from NCSEA. It's uh, got its own operations staff and editor and financial backing. So it's somewhat separate from NCSEA in that regard, but it is an NCSEA led initiative. That's awesome.
2: It's a good publication, so.
1: Yeah, it's there's some good stuff.
0: You know, as an engineer that's listening to this, maybe doesn't have familiarity with all the structural associations that are out there. Mm -hmm. They're probably hearing a whole lot of acronyms being Mm -hmm. tossed around. So, you know, how does the NCSEA interact with all of these other structural associations that Mm -hmm. are around?
1: It's interesting. There's three primary associations and I'll go over the. and I'm going to have to probably throw more acronyms at it. (laughs) Okay, that's that's fine. That's good. So ASCE they're the big dog. They've been around for quite a long time. They represent kind of the civil engineering profession as a whole. They cover most all disciplines within the practice of structural engineering. Within that, they carved out SEI, which is the Structural Engineering Institute. And that's very much similar to NCSEA in that it's primarily focused on structural engineering. But beyond that, it is mainly focused on promoting research and code development feeding that into code development. It's very academically focused, as opposed to NCSEA, which is practice focused. There's overlap between those two associations, for sure. Now, CASE, Council of American Structural Engineers, is a subset of ACEC, (laughs) the American Council of Engineering Companies. And so CASE, its membership is comprised of structural engineering firms not individual people, but firms will join a case. And it is focused on more of the business practices piece of structural engineering. So contracts, liability, that type of things, education on you know uh, quality assurance, that kind of thing to keep your firm out of hot water or to negotiate stronger contracts with your clients. So you have these three independent organizations that historically have operated uh, kind of in a siloed fashion just dealing with their their piece of the pie, essentially, and supporting it well. But I would say progressively over the last 10 to 15 years, these associations have recognized that there is some power and some synergy that can be realized by working together. Recently, we galvanized around in the aftermath of the George Floyd murder to, as a profession, we signed a joint vision agreement a joint commitment to address underserved populations and and diversity and equity within our own profession. And we are working collectively with the other two associations on programs that will help that out. That's
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah. And so that's one example, recent example of how we are working together more as opposed to just operating in silos. And I think it's only going to get better we have a joint vision for the future of structural engineering that we develop together, and it covers all aspects of the practice and support of the profession. And we continually are looking for ways, initiatives that we can join in on together. Love it. It's awesome.
0: Well, I want to get into kind of like the heart of what we wanted to talk about. And that is a campaign going on called We See Above and Beyond. And I'm hoping that you could describe what that initiative is that the NCSEA is running. And maybe if other disciplines could do more to do the same thing, but let's talk about what that initiative is and what it's all about. So what is We See be Above and Beyond?
1: What's that all about? We See Above and Beyond is essentially a branding and marketing campaign that NCSEA has undertaken. It has the intended outcome of building awareness of the structural engineering profession within the all aspects of community beyond the structural engineering community to all those that maybe are outside of the profession and don't really know what we do but to build awareness to attract young people to the profession so we could again build that pipeline and um, just to generally advocate for the practicing structural engineer in society NCSEA has always dabbled in advocacy efforts for the profession but i think through those years of dabbling we realize that we as engineers are just not really in our wheelhouse to be get out there in, in the public and talk about what we do and celebrate what we do and pat ourselves on the back. We're really good at doing that to each other, talking mm-hmm. about that great trust that we designed. And then that's pretty amazing. But beyond that, it's really hard for most engineers to want to you know, get out there and celebrate what we do in right. the general public. Right. And so oftentimes, you know, through these uh, association meetings, the NCSEA meetings that are held, you hear these common complaints. Why does everyone think I'm an architect? You know, I'll I'll explain to them what I do. I design buildings and make sure they stand up during earthquakes and all of that. And they're like, oh, so you're an architect. There's like no recognition that there is a structural engineer involved at all because they just don't. No.
2: Or they say something like, oh, you design bridges, you know, which may be true as a structural engineer, but that's something that they can visualize because they're driving over them, they're driving under them, right? So,
1: yeah, it's exactly. And it's just um, that kind of lack of awareness. So, we hear, we go to these meetings and we hear these complaints from across the engineers across the nation. And we say, you know, whatever we're doing now is not really working that effectively at addressing these things. So, we need to hire a professional. And so that's what NCSEA did. We allocated some budget dollars. We hired a branding and marketing agency out of Chicago, Illinois, and partnered with them. And uh, they helped us, you know, went through a huge kind of strategic planning effort. We explored what the problem is that we're trying to solve here. And once we had that identified, what would be the best way to message this out? We came up with the tagline, we see above and beyond as a a statement that as structural engineers, we're present in every experience you have in life. You know, whether you're at work or at home, you're in a structure that's likely been designed by a structural engineer. We're always looking above and beyond to the next technology to keep our communities safe. So there's a lot of, you know, messaging essentially that has been developed. And then we're using, leveraging social media to get that word out. So we're on, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. And then any opportunity like this to kind of get the word out about this is taken with great pleasure. So,
0: well, I think it's a good thing. So the websites we see above and beyond.com, I really like the website. It kind of shows an image of a scoreboard in a stadium and kind of peeling back the curtain and seeing the structural elements as part of that. Just kind of like there is a structure behind this facade of things that we see in life and, you know, that comes from a structural engineer that's the designing this stuff. So it makes me wonder, you know, it makes me hopeful that other disciplines maybe jump on board and trying to get that word out too, to really see infrastructure around them. But I guess a follow-up question to that and to this whole campaign is why do you think, I guess, civil engineering hasn't been a very sexy topic and that people aren't really talking about it that
1: much. Why do you think that is? Well, you can equate it to something like, you know, indoor plumbing or even the internet. Civil engineering has been around forever. It's, uh, some people even say it's like the oldest profession in the world. So I think because of that, everyone's kind of gotten used to the fact that it's there and they're, they take it for granted. They don't even think about what's behind that. What's underneath that? What's behind that glass of that building? You know, they don't think about what's holding this roof up over my head is taken for granted. So in that way, you know, not sexy, it's not thought about. The other thing, what specific to structural engineering, I think a lot of it, and this is what we kind of went through when we were developing this we See campaign, these are some of the conversations we had. It's like, well, with buildings, most times our work is covered up. It's exposed during construction for everyone to see. But then everyone's really paying attention to the tower crane that's swinging around and all the contractors running around, not to the thinking about the structural engineering behind that frame. And then the building gets enclosed and gyp board goes up and you don't see it anymore. You physically cannot see what we do. So if you can't see it, it sure as heck is not sexy. <laughs> and, it, you know, you kind of think Ooh. about it, though, like the structures that the iconic structures that, that people like revere for as engineering marvels. You know, it's the ones where the structure is exposed. It's the Golden Gate Bridge. It's the Eiffel Tower, or it's something new and shiny and that's never been done before, like the Burj Khalifa, you know, the tallest building in the world. When something like that happens, it's super interesting to people for a minute, but then they go back to their high rise office building and they probably don't even think about why they're not falling to the ground. But anyway, it's awareness building that we have to do here. Right. And the other thing we discovered, I've kind of mentioned it is that. The other piece is that we as engineers, we're technically minded people. We've been trained to do our analysis and, you know, do a lot of critical thinking. We haven't really honed our social skills, our interpersonal communication skills to the point we're comfortable getting out in public and talking about what we do. And this is what this campaign has really helped is we built some standard messaging that engineers can use. We build the message, we send it out to our state associations, and they post it on their social media accounts. So we get this consistency of messaging out, and it's all very creative, as you said, the, the kind of the peel back, the facade to see the structure behind, visually very interesting. So hopefully people will see it and want to learn more. Yeah, you know, I think that's fantastic. And think it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed, have you
2: seen any success uh, initial? from this campaign. I keep thinking of, um, sometimes I serve on an industry advisory board for, uh, our local universities and they, they're worried about, um, how young people perceive engineering and mostly about how they perceive it as kind of a, a discipline or a, a career that's really difficult. Right. And if they mm-hmm. decide to go into it, it's just like, oh man, there's a lot of math and, which there is, but it's not something that someone can't learn, can't grasp, you know, if they apply themselves. But that's a concern on the end at the university level is that the perception is uh, that engineering is just it's kind of too difficult to even get into in the first place.
1: And so there's other avenues. So just wondering what your thoughts are. Yeah, I think there's two things there. One was the success of the We See Above and Beyond campaign. We're in our second year. So it's still relatively new, but as you probably know, having a podcast, there are metrics that you can look at with social media posts and such. We have paid advertisements with Facebook and LinkedIn. And with that, we get performance metrics. So click through rates, likes, shares, all of those typical social media things. The agency that we're working with, the marketing agency that we're working with, has access to kind of metrics from other similar campaigns. And there's kind of benchmarks that we want to meet. While we've exceeded the benchmarks by two to 300% in the first year and a half of this campaign, the metrics are off the chart, which tells us that our messaging is working. It's interesting to people. They're actually going beyond just the initial post. They're actually clicking into our website. To learn more, so it's working. That's great. And I have a kind of an anecdote from: uh, we just had our national conference in Chicago in November, and this NCSA staff had done a good job. They made QR code printouts on, and they had put it on the carpet in the hotel as a wayfinding way to get to the where the conference is within the hotel. And it was a QR code that linked to the WeeSee Above and Beyond webpage, and I came in one night after being out frolicking and uh, there was a group of people and they, I knew they were not engineers. They were with another group that was there and they were all standing around the QR code with their phones and they were like, oh my God, this is so cool. And um, <laughs> structural That's engineers, I thought, well, there's a lot of structural engineers here, and <laughs> and I was like, hey, it's working, right? Yeah. People are looking at this stuff; they're saying it's cool. They were definitely excited about it, and it's such a simple thing when you think about it—that QR code—and but it's so relevant, and it's how people are getting information now, and so we feel like it's super relevant what we're doing right now, and and it's effective. So, but we're continually looking for new. Things were branching out into um, from like kind of the static visual images like you've seen. We're actually doing some video work now that we're going to be launching on the website and through YouTube and such. Just kind of trying to continually look for new ways to get the messaging out.
0: Well, uh, I guess to follow up a little bit on engineers in general, but a lot of times, I mean, we're seeing this increase of AI and computer processing power that's really taking off. I'm sure it applies also to structural engineering software as a whole. Mm -hmm. But it seems that a lot of times that structural engineering is increasingly being viewed as almost a commodity rather than a highly skilled service. What are your thoughts around that?
1: You know, it all comes down to perception to me. If people don't understand what we do, they're just going to assume that it's easy. Right. They assume there's some big red button on our desk that we press and and the engineering is done but it's our job as professionals as practitioners to educate them there are professions out there that do a very good job of that you know architects do a great job of celebrating their contributions to society in a very public way and um granted you know their work is more easily seen than ours so that's something that we have to deal with as civil engineers right yeah but we have to find ways like the We See campaign to get over that and to open people's eyes to what it is that we do and how it affects their lives. If we can make it personal to them, if they can have a personal connection to what we do, then I think we get somewhere, we get past this commoditization. But to sit back and do nothing and complain about it is, we, NCSEA, just decided that that was just not something we wanted to do. We decided we had to put our money down and try to make a change.
0: Yeah, I remember I had a boss once who was like, don't you just throw it in the computer and just spits it all out
1: for you? And it's like, mm. <laughs> really work that way. I get calls at work, just, you know, yeah. calls from random people saying, hey, I need an engineering stamp.
2: Yeah, right. That's I've like, worked what? with developers that have that attitude, you yeah. know? It's just like, well, you know the parameters of the project. Just do it, you know? Well, that'll take you a couple days, right? You know, it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, <laughs> it's going to take longer than that. Yeah. So I think that. I think it's that instead of um, maybe those moments where you get those calls and you are like seething inside and you know, <laughs> maybe take that as an opportunity to have a broader conversation about, you know, well, look, you know, let me explain to you what the process is here, what right. we have to do. And maybe you can change some minds and through education. So I think just getting engineers comfortable with that's just as, as part of what they do. Just, you know, like designing a pipe run or designing a a braced frame or whatever it is, you know, learning to talk about what you do and being comfortable with it and getting people excited about what you do. It has to become something that we just it's part of our practice, part of what, you know, everyday life.
0: Well, this has been fun, Ed. I want to, I mean, we're here doing this to help spread that mission to we see above and beyond. We're really excited about it. I guess a fun question is, I guess, what's been the funnest part about your participation and involvement with that organization for you?
1: Well, a couple things. One, the most rewarding piece for me is just that sense of community that I get. I operate here in, in the Portland metro market. I'm friends with fellow practitioners, but NCSEA has really allowed me to broaden that network. I have friends that are structural engineers across the nation, you know, coast to coast, everywhere in between. It's been a huge professional help to me to just get advice. You know, if if I encounter a problem that I don't know how to solve, odds are one of the people in my network has solved that problem before and they can give me some advice. that's been very rewarding to me just and also to kind of open my eyes about how different the practice of structural engineering is across the nation. You know, it's not all uniform and homogenous. The funnest piece for me now is kind of a more of a veteran NCSEA member is going to the conferences and seeing all the young people coming in. Students that are in college coming in or new grads maybe in their first year or two of practice coming in and getting involved in the association and just being just that energy that they bring. That's the great thing about it. It's it, for me, that's really fun to see. That's to awesome. see that.
0: Yeah. There's probably a hunger to learn and to get experience and all of that good stuff. So fantastic. Mark, any other questions you have for Ed before we wrap up? Well,
2: I, I want to give him a chance to kind of give a little sales pitch here for NCSEA. Why would anybody want to be involved with this? You know, our demographic, we're, we're talking to uh, engineers that are up and coming maybe, but um, right. what would you say to those folks that uh, would say, make them think, hey, this is a great organization. I need to be a part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're a practicing structural engineer is look to see if there is state association, a state structural engineers association that you can join. I think there's 44 states out of the 50 have state associations. Yeah, we have one here locally in Utah called SCAU, of course. There you go. So join that. You know, that's where you start. That's where how most people who are involved in committees and leadership within NCSEA have started, uh, started kind of through their state association. Just gotten familiar with how it works. And you can always join a national committee. There's no barriers to entry there. I would encourage you to get on the NCSEA website and there's a list of all of the committees that are there covering all aspects of the practice of structural engineering, from codes to diversity, equity and inclusion and everything in between. There's a lot of continuing education offerings that are accessible to members. And so if you're a registered engineer and you need PDHs for your licensure registration and renewal, NCSEA is a great resource for that. Uh, And last, I would just say, hey, you know, this we see it above and beyond campaign is a one of a kind. It's the first of its kind. And if you are excited about it and you want to help, you know, that's a big reason to join NCSEA and get involved. This is going to be a long term initiative. This is not just a one or two year effort where this is a sustained commitment for from NCSEA to the profession. And uh, we're always looking for fresh ideas. and and fresh perspectives that might uh, help us build this campaign and, you know, keep it going. Awesome.
0: Ed, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for jumping on the podcast and explaining this whole initiative. And uh, I've enjoyed learning more about it. And hopefully we can uh, promote it a little more for you as well. So do our Yeah, share.
1: that's great. Yeah, Thank I appreciate, you, again, appreciate the opportunity and love this uh, brother dynamic you guys got going <laughs> on here. This is good. This is good for the profession. Thank you so much.
0: I'm the better looking one though. <laughs> No, 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 no. No comment. No. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks again for listening to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want, please leave a review or a comment or a like. They definitely go a long way and share it with a friend because why not? It helps. Hey, if you're interested in becoming a guest, feel free to shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you know anyone or yourself personally, definitely check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com, where we can help you on your journey to become a professional engineer, whether that's to help you pass your FE or your PE, or just get great career advice. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of this podcast and have an amazing outreach to other civil engineers, also shoot me an email and we'll be there to help you. Anyway, thanks for joining me today and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.